0: Yeah, yo, 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 we got a brand new hockey happy hour coming at you. We're doing live reactions and post scheme of the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers game four right now. Rangers up 3 0. Can Carolina come back? We're going to discuss that. Maddie, somewhere. Pove, <laughs> we got Greg Milakovic joining us. It's time to go. Let's talk some pup.
1: Oh, this
2: Oh shit!
3: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Hockey Happy Hour, live on A2DRadio.com. I am Matt Satsudi, along with the Darkwing, Brian Daly. What up? The Broken One, Rob Povia. Yo, what's up, party people? And we got Steppy himself, Greg Milakovic. What's going on? What
1: up, boy? What up fellas? <laughs>
3: Not much, man. Just, you know, playoff hockey. That's what's going yeah. on.
1: Gotta love it.
4: <laughs> it's been a hot minute since we've been at Happy Hour together, brother. Welcome.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, boys. I got a little nervous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have a cool nickname. But then I forgot we got you so we're good. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs>
3: That's true. You need a nickname if you're going to be on hockey, anything, quite frankly. <laughs> and today, as always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. You can get 20% off. Free shipping with the A2D code there at manscape.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping with the code A2D at manscaped.com. And it's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Because bry you know it, I know it, Greg knows it, Rob knows it, and the ladies know it. What don't
1: they like?
0: Hey, ladies don't like your junk funk, boys. Time to get
1: cleaned up. Product placement right there for his own lip balm. Yeah, (laughs) they got everything. Manscaped's the best.
0: Absolutely. So we just got some new stuff today. So you know, guys, going out. You know, you're going out after work. Get some of them crop wipes, man.
3: Give yourself a little wipe down before you go. You smell great. Smell great. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of yourself, because once you do that, the ladies will be all over you. You'll feel good about everything. You'll feel great in life. Isn't that what you want? I'll tell you who's not feeling great in life that's the florida panthers but before we dive into any of that we have our poll question brought to you by bet us hey listen here on this show and on every other show we give you top advice on pretty much anything in sports so Take our advice, go to BetUS, it's the leading online sports book that has been in the market for over 25 years and you can bet anywhere in the US on everything. Now all you gotta do is use that link you see down below for 125% sign up bonus. So you get a great benefit right off the bat. Take our advice and you start winning yourself some money. Might be kind of worth looking into, right? And our poll question is, the Hurricanes will advance to the Eastern Conference Finals after Game 5. Agree or disagree? And currently right now, the uh, Rangers are doing a pretty good job of making sure that doesn't become a possibility. But, gents, we've still got a whole period of play left. What do you think? Greg, go first, man.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I wish I could agree to the poll, uh, but I'm going to have to disagree. Uh, unfortunately, this game is just uh, – it's been all Rangers right now. Uh, I and, and Carolina just can't sustain anything, especially in the offensive end. So I, I just don't see a way that they're able to get back in this game. Uh, I do think they win this series, but it's just not – unfortunately, it's not going to be after game five.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I also went for better when I created this poll question, but um, it's – unfortunately, it, it's got to be a disagree here. Like Greg said, you know, Rangers have been all over them, all kinds of sustained pressure in the offensive zone. You know, they're winning puck battles, they're winning races to the puck. They're just pretty much they're, they're making they're making the Hurricanes look outmatched and being up three nothing. I mean, crazy shit's happened before, but being up three nothing going into the third period, it's gonna be tough for the Hurricanes to climb out of the hole.
4: Oh, it definitely is. I coming in the game for Madison Square Garden. Crowds really pumped. We saw that guy, you know, looking like he just won a million dollars catching a puck in the stands. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but I, you know, you had to expect this to happen. You know what I mean? The Rangers get down 2 0 in the series and they come back home. They get back into this series with, with a, you know, a, a very solid game three victory. And I, you know, I think if you want to point a finger at somebody, you got to point a finger at Max Domi. You lit a match. Underneath some gasoline that didn't need to be ignited, you know, with that cross check on Lingren towards the end of the game, got the Rangers fired up and they've come into this game with that same fire, that that same passion. And we saw that on the Jacob Truba hit earlier tonight, sending a message like we're not here to take your bullshit as well as Ryan Reeves throwing the body around. So you had to expect, uh, you know, an answer back from the blue shirts who've had a successful season. I'm with Greg. I think ultimately Carolina has enough defense and plays that well at home. They got their home ice advantage for a reason. It's going to be a best of three now because you knew this series was going seven, boys.
3: Um, I would say disagree. I think the Rangers will tie the uh, – I would say the Rangers would probably tie this series up. They got a 3 nothing lead right now. Um, I, it's not insurmountable. We all know that we've seen some comebacks here in the playoffs that would make you go, How did you fuck up that lead? But at the same time, I would say I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think the Hurricanes they might get a, a goal. Maybe they might get a second one possibly. But, you know, if the Rangers score another one, go up four one or four nothing, you know, I think it, it's I think we see the Rangers tie this series up, and I think we see this series go to at least six games, possibly seven. You know, I and mean, I just don't see this series ending quickly because these two teams are—they're fighting hard to try and uh, to try and take control. The Carolina is trying to hold on to the series. The Rangers are right. trying to get back into the series, and they tie this series up. They're very much back in it. No, nah, um, I mean. Need- yeah, uh, you
4: know, we saw I'm sorry, real quick, Zabanjad getting that goal working hard, cleaning up the porch there to make the three-nothing. That's a pivotal goal. I mean, that's that's the goal that usually decides most hockey games, to your point, Maddie.
0: Yeah, and the Rangers are doing a very good job of keeping Carolina off of their game, which is pretty much pretty much a chip and chase kind of game. You know, they like to get in behind the defense and set up and You know, they always have a guy in front of the net. Rangers are doing a good job of keeping the front of the net clear. You know, they're one of the best defensive teams in hockey for a reason. And this is where my concern for the Hurricanes came into play is because they don't really have that superstar. And they have – don't take it away from their top nine is great. They all work together, and Brendan Moore runs a great system, and they're all flourishing in it. But – they don't have a legit superstar. They don't have the guy that, that keep, they can lean on in moments like this where they're like, all right, dude, we need you to get out there and get something going. They don't have that guy. I like right. Sebastian Aho, but he's not that guy. I like Tevo Teravinen, but he's not that guy. Nino Niederreiter, he's not that guy.
4: Real quick, Brian, they just showed this on ESPN. It has to do with Aho and Teravinen. Shot attempts with both on ice in these playoffs on the road. 76 shots for, 24 against. Zero combined points between the duo. That's Mm. crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up, right? Because I think that that thought and that theory kind of transcends multiple sports, right? Especially as you get down to the nitty gritty, right? You're down to the Final Four on each side, you know, and 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 when you get down to this time of the year, you need those high profile guys, those high paid guys, those superstars to lean on in these times. It's all great and fine to be very very well balanced, right, and, and and a team atmosphere. That's all fine and good, especially with the type of, uh, you know, game and, and and system that Carolina plays. However, at some time, though, you need that sniper. You need that guy that's going to get you that goal in that tough time, you know, or come up with a big play to set somebody else up. And as of right now, they're just not getting that right now.
3: Yeah, you, you need that clutch player. You need a you need a Danny Briere kind of like player, that Mr. Playoff. The guy who's going to put the team on his back and say, "Don't worry, boys. I know we need to get those big goals. I'll get them. You guys just keep us in the game and we'll be fine." You know, that's kind of what you got to have. You got to have those players just as much as you got to have the really good defensive ones and the great goaltending, which credit given though, even though he's let in 3 goals tonight. Ronta still made some pretty big saves tonight. And, you know, he's having himself quite a run. Uh, and you wouldn't have expected it if you rewound the tape five years ago because that was a guy who was just a backup. But sure enough, he's having himself quite a run right now here for the Carolina Hurricanes.
4: And um, that's all you need. That's all you need is a goaltender on a hot run. In a lot of ways. I mean, look at Johnny Quick.
3: <laughs> with Two cups. Major part of the Kings winning two. <laughs> all right no let's lives. see here dylan chiming in carolina could use elias Lindholm right now thanks for him carolina and uh we got joe chiming in yo what's going on fellas i had g it winning it all my brackets busted i'm a root for the flames for the rest of the playoffs hashtag kiss death yeah the panthers man i will say it forever that president's trophy don't fucking win it you're going to fucking get eliminated. It's only a matter of time. But sure enough. And they went out in dramatic fashion, getting their asses swept right out of it. Of course. Uh, right away,
4: right away, as soon as they got swept, Maddie, real quick, I went on Twitter and trending was Jeru with him just giving a big sigh, saying, man, I should have went to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, so you the franchise
1: hostage, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. He fails in the playoffs again. Uh, you're I that wouldn't train, necessarily Greg.
0: say he failed.
1: No, I don't. I, I I get completely get you. I don't care though. Like that whole. Ending, oh, I I know. Like I, just know. Kind of, like, I just had this ruined ruined him for me, and, no, I and get it. just I you know see ya. H- have fun and have fun in Florida.
4: I mean, you see that with lot. I mean, like you know, for example, when Gretzky's time came to an end in Edmonton, he wanted to go to L.A. and he went to L.A. and I'm not comparing. Claude Drew to Wayne Gretzky, but he is a major player in this league. You know, if you look at his stats ever since the, you know Crosby coming into the sure. league, he's right up there with them all. But I think he should have a say and if you want to treat your captain with respect, you 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 send him to where you know what his preference is and I get that, but there's no denying your point. They could have gotten a better package.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they I definitely think. could have. So, we got Dylan saying, what's going on, guys? Let's pray for the major bounce back win for the Flames. Need St. Jerome to bless us with a W." So, <laughs> I love how you guys did that synchronized, too. That was actually really cool. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, the Flames and the Oilers, uh, that's been a fun series. You talk about going back to the past. Holy shit. First game was like what eight to, f- like six nine five nine
1: five
4: yeah something right, like that nine, nine, six. Nine, nine, six. Six. 15, 15 goals. I remember texting you guys at eleven goals. Holy smokes! And we and we called it. We were rape balls on accurate. there gonna be a lot of goal scoring in this series, and there certainly has been.
3: Yeah. Like, I think it was the first shot of the whole series and Mike Smith let it in in the back of the net. And no, I'm not joking when I say that. Mike Smith actually should have saved that because that was not a bad... That wasn't a tough shot. And it just went right through him into the back of the net. I just... Holy shit. And then the next game, there were still a pretty decent amount of goals. And even though the last game was a blowout in favor of the Oilers, it was still 5-1. to one. So that's still a pretty good amount of goals right there too. So it's like, holy shit. Even though the goals went down a little bit, it's like, god damn, that's still a lot.
4: <laughs> I will give credit to Mike Smith after getting lit up like a Christmas tree in game one and then giving up two early goals in game two. He got his game back together. He made a sweet pass that led to a a Leon Dreisaitl breakaway goal. Um, It's not about the poor performance, I think, in the playoffs. It's how you rebound from that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And he had a good response. And then they go on and win in convincing fashion in game three. And now it's like, you know, I mean, I still think it's an equal must-win for both teams because, you know, obviously if you're Calgary, you don't want to get down 3-1 in general. But with Edmonton – you want to take this opportunity to get up three one because if you go back to the Salabim two two,
1: yeah, this yeah. has been this has been my far the my favorite series to watch, uh, and it's just because there's times in in this series there's times where you can sit there and look at both teams and you go, is this team ever going to lose again? Like in the middle of a game, like oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Calgary's up three nothing. Calgary's going to win the cup. They're never losing again. And then Edmonton comes back in the same game, and you're like, Edmonton's winning the cup. They're never losing again. Uh, <laughs> and it's just because it's been that that back and forth, and it's so awesome, you know. And, and, and you know, both you guys make a great point about Mike Smith, because you know we, we know in the playoffs you're not going down, right? You might get pulled the game, but your number one's back in there in the next game, right? And, and he was able to dust himself off and 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 hone in, and he's been he's been spectacular ever since.
3: No, and, and that's a big thing for Mike Smith. You know, Mike, you know, he's had his ups and downs with the Oilers. He's had his ups and downs since he left Arizona, really. So it's just one of those things of that a lot of shade's been thrown at him over the last few years, and most of it justified. But, you know, for him to bounce back after a rough game one, it's a huge step in the right direction for him for the oilers i mean it's a huge step in the right direction for them to actually win a series on top of it as well so uh let's see here chuck saying yo gentlemen what's going on chucks
1: what up, chuck?
3: we got brad saying rangers rule tonight the canes
4: are getting their butts kicked so far they absolutely are tremendous hey. response i mean good leadership from Gallant too you know what i mean like i'm just going to give credit where credit's due it, like I see it down the middle. You know what I mean? I think he, he really had his team prepared tonight.
3: Yeah. Uh, Gallant's a good coach like that. He just you can rally his troops. And Ryan Swoop. What's up, Ryan? Saying oh, yeah. uh yeah, Swoopy coming in saying a couple of games ago, Canes didn't get it together till the third and played the way and played the way they were expected to play before the
4: third. Yeah, I think I know what game you're referring to, Swoopy. You know what I mean? It definitely took a little while to find their legs. Uh, but, you know, which is surprising, you know, for, you know, Rob Brindamore-led team.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think a lazy period would come out of that team. <laughs> Moore
4: wouldn't stand for it. <laughs> oh, he got the whistle out after the game. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Herb, they bad enough. Sorry. I get lost in the movies. Hey not. Oh, like I think that. you're on mute, man. I don't think it I can grab the Greg, I think you might have muted yourself. Oh,
1: uh, I muted myself. My bad. That's
4: right. I've done that. I've been known to do that. That's I feel like, like I was on a, work call. I like <laughs> a <little> work call.
1: feel like on a work call. what I was saying is and Ryan's, you know, Ryan's probably right with you know, Carolina playing their type of game, but that's not an out—that's not an offensive out- outburst type of game, right? I don't see a, a four-goal period coming from them, right, or even a three-goal period to get it to overtime, right? They might get a goal. They might get two, but that just seems to be the extent of what Carolina can do in a period, right? You know what I mean? Like, especially when their backs are down. So it'll be interesting to see as we start here, the third, uh, the third period, uh, cool. you know, what type of response do you get out of Carolina? Uh, because obviously they're also setting up next game too, right? right. Yep. Right. Wow. Whether they wave the white flag or you know whether they come out firing and try and get this one, they're also setting up for game for game five. Yeah, I mean,
3: I mean so-
0: to your point, real quick, Maddie, uh, Greg is is that you know the. Rangers' defense has really, like, stepped up the last couple of games. You know, they're like I said, they're not letting Carolina set up in the zone. They're not allowing them to, to play their game. They're forcing them to the outside. They're beating them the pucks. They're winning battles in the corners. And and the transition is just – it's smooth and quick. And, it's, you know,
3: Carolina just they, – they can't keep up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how this third period plays out. You know, Carolina, if they can at least get a goal, you know, that might shake things up enough to where we start to see maybe the Rangers make a couple of mistakes here and there and they start to say, Oh shit, okay, we need to sometimes that can happen. Sometimes no. Gallant's not that kind of coach to let things like that slide. He's usually good enough at keeping his team calm. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Carolina can score here, what will the Rangers reaction be to that? Uh, Benny's nation saying Carolina has had their chances. How many posts have they hit? Carolina does need, does need to improve on their power play. By the way, uh, Benny's nation's got a little logo there off to the side. That also means that he is an a2d member. And I would recommend very much that you become an a2d member because there's a lot of good perks. It's 999 a month. You get appearances on shows. Members only streams, shout outs, weekly sports picks from the Money Pop podcast in Willie Vegas, which you can use and uh, make yourself a little bit of extra cash on the side. You'll be
4: paid to be a uh, A2D member. So
3: not a bad idea to think about
4: something to think I'm about see- there. Maddie, I'm seeing a lot of tweets from Money Moss, man. A lot of them in the green right now. He's running hot. Yeah. Well, take advantage of that.
3: Put that nine ninety nine in and then make yourself some nice cash and also
1: and willie, com- willie loves loves dfs baseball i know he's throwing out three four lineups a week to everybody in in the in the group nice. uh willie willie loves him uh his some dfs baseball so definitely worth definitely worth the 9.99 a month for sure nice nice yeah so take advantage take
3: advantage guys we want you to make money here and Comments brought to you by Gleason's Barn, located at 6700 Mill Creek Avenue in Levittown, PA. You use promo code A2D for 10% off your order whenever you dine in, take out, or you go online at Gleason'sBarnSteaks.com. Great food there. And hey, listen, you get yourself a nice little discount. And if you're ever in the Levittown area, check it out anyway. It's worth it. Absolutely worth it. All right. So back to our topic at hand. And that is, of course, the third period here between the Rangers and Carolina. So far, seems like Carolina is kind of trying to get things going here, but the Rangers seem to be doing a real good job of stymieing it a little bit. There's been a couple of chances, but nothing that the Rangers haven't been able to handle so far. Got smoked. <laughs> I
4: hit the corner boards. Someone's dead. Cades have come out with energy, though. They've come out with jump. You know what I mean? And uh, Greg said it perfectly earlier. You know, you may not come back and win this game, but it's all about building for the next game, too, if you can't come back in this game. Carolina has had one comeback this season of uh, three goals or more. We got a penalty coming up. Interference. Get the flyers?
1: (laughs)
3: Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even in a game they don't play in. (laughs) just see uh...
1: bodies down in front yeah
4: I can just see the commercial right now this is the next commercial yo the NHL playoff commercials have been straight fucking fire I, like it just gets me pumped like I'm like ready to go you know I'm ready to strap them up again
3: let's see here we got Don Don here
1: we go early early power play for Carolina here in the third. Yep. See if up they can team. get one across. Get
4: game. Yeah.
3: Don Don saying what's up to everybody out there. What's going on, oh, Don, Don Don? Don's
1: here too.
4: Yep. Yeah, he also buddy. he's also
3: <laughs> taking shots, saying, "Greg, you muted. You're new here." <laughs> uh, I
1: love Don Don.
3: Yeah. He also went on to rip himself because he says, "I'm a member too." Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> he was.
0: Yeah. He's slacking.
3: Yeah. Can't deny that, man. You got to get back on that shit. Let's see here.
0: He's
1: getting ready for his Lions season tickets. (laughs) For what, two wins or one win? (laughs) (laughs) His $9.99 a month goes to his season tickets.
3: (laughs) 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 Dylan saying, Game three was one of the worst efforts from the Flames all season. Oilers are celebrating like they won the cup. It's a seven-game series. Sutter has been in these situations before. Yes, he has. I watched as one of his teams in the Kings came back from a 3-0 series deficit on the Sharks. So, don't want to count his teams out. <laughs> Never want to do that. Especially when that year they
0: came back from 3-0, they wound up winning the Cup. So,
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Caroline takes a shot. I don't even know that they get to
4: stark and he made the save, though. He yeah, like, sort of did like a little cross, cro- you know. Got the arms up, blocked it out of play. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I, I heard the most idiotic thing the other night. I gotta address. It I do too. not th- 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 I ain't gonna th-
1: lie. I would. <laughs> I would be okay with that.
4: Where you, Sarah? Oh, it was in the. It was in the Florida-Tampa game where the analyst actually said that they should make the netting white, to see the puck better on the out of bounds play that, you know, they had to review uh, that was the first uh, 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 goal taken back off the board for Tampa Bay. Uh, I think I, I want to even say, I think it was pocket and I'm highly disappointed, highly disappointed. (laughs) Think about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. They make it pretty sheer. So I'm sure it wouldn't be as much as I think it would be. But you want to talk about obscuring the fans' view? You're going to make it white, really? They're going to be—it's black for a reason, dipshit. <laughs> I got to call, it like I say it. I love you, talk.
3: Listen, talks talks a player and a coach. He, he's not in charge of the logistics of the NHL. There's yeah, he's team. used to seeing it
4: from from from, from uh, ice level. Yeah, yeah not like us, Not like us. Fucking. Jukes over
1: here, up in section two ten. You know what I mean? <laughs>
3: we I got didn't a, think, I didn't
1: even think that was a thing. I, I I thought like, yeah, you might miss it in real time, but as soon as you get a, as soon as you get a, uh, a replay or whatever, it's usually pretty crystal clear that it hits the net. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah pretty obvious. It's funny though, because when you go sometimes on television, depending upon where you see in the game from, you can't really see the netting, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. and. When you go live, yeah, you can see it, but like Rob said, it doesn't obscure your vision, and you don't want to do that. Maybe instead of of that,
1: they they should go back to the glowing pucks.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) Fox tracks. No. (laughs) Uh, Um,
4: I wanted to get your boys' opinion on this real quick, talking about goals taken back. The second goal for Tampa Bay was off the faceoff where it was deemed a hand pass because in order to win the puck back, he had to get the knuckles on it, it wasn't the stick played, right? So the goal is taken off the board, but then they're like, well, yeah, we, that's a penalty, right? And if it's called on the ice, that is a penalty, but they said we, like, we can't call a penalty from watching it on review. We would have had to call it initially. What's your thoughts on that? Should that have been called a, a two-minute uh, penalty? See, the problem is it's like eh.
3: – it's one of those things of with replay, you know, it's like, well, you can't, the ref can't call what he can't see. And if the ref didn't see it initially, it's kind of hard to say, well, if we go back and replay that, that, okay, now we can make that call. Cause then what's going to happen is we've seen a lot of coaches challenge for goaltender interference for the better part of the first round, maybe not as much of the second, but we saw it like 50,000 fucking times. To the point where it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. What? Can you not even sneeze in front of the goalie before they're going to challenge for fucking goaltender interference? This is a goddamn travesty. It's become a fucking horse show. And and, and so I think you get that. It would be worse if that starts to happen. Because then you'd see the coaches throw out the challenge of, well, it looked like he hooked him and you weren't seeing it. So I'm going to throw the challenge out so that you have to look at that and call that a hooking penalty. I get it that replay allows you to see more than before I get that side of it. But at the same time, it's like, you're going to make the game slower because then if the coach sees something and the players see something and the fans see something and they see something all the time, you know, it it will then be coach's challenge, throw it out. And then, then you get into the issue of the coaches might love you. Well, I want more challenges too, because I want to be able to reverse more decisions that were not called. It's like, oh, we're going to slow the game up
4: even more. Like, it's it like could, it, you don't want to do that. It could set an ugly precedence. I I, I I, get that. I mean, I get that. I mean, I believe that the review was because it was an out-of-bound call or, or, or a non-stoppage call. I think that's what they referred it to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Improper, you know. Um, uh, so that's what necessitated it, not, not uh, the goalie, uh, the coach's challenge. But that wouldn't matter because, yeah, if you started seeing that, then all of a sudden, we're turning hockey and the baseball. I get it. Yeah.
1: See, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree. So I agree that I don't want challenges for regular pit penalties. Yeah. But I also think if you're already going to the monitor to review something and you get it wrong and you can make it right by doing it, then do it. My biggest thing with with uh, replay in all sports is how do you continue to go to replay the monitor and you continue to get it wrong? Right. Right? What would whatever there's one.
3: Oh, you know, whatever it is, nah, right? No. You
1: know, do I want challenges for, for oh my god, my guy got hooked. Let me throw the flag. No, 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 no. Not at yeah, all. Right. I don't gotcha. to your point, Matty. Don't need the game slowed down anymore by let me go challenges, ticky tack you know, ticky tack, you know, call that, that was missed, right? But if you're already going in there, like whether you're, you know, already the goaltender interference or the the bad stoppage, and you notice that hey, because it was this, now that's a penalty. I think it's still got. I think it's got to get made right.
3: No, I got you, and, and that uh, that is a good point. That's a that's a very good point right there. Um, you know, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with with wanting to make that right. You know, um, what up, Tommy? Yeah, what's up, Tom? What it's you, just. Tommy? Well, it, it's a tough call because, you know, you worry about like, OK, it, it you kind of feel like to me, I worry it's a slippery slope, sure. you know, once we once we start going down that path, because that's like, OK, how far are we going to go with this? No, you're uh, absolutely you know. right.
1: Yeah,
3: because we see it happen in other sports, you know, like I think what in the NFL, you could see a challenge for certain calls and it takes fucking forever and it could be in a playoff game, especially and it's like, for fuck's sake, make the freaking call. Are you gonna do it or are you not gonna fucking do it? You know, is it a flag? Is it not a flag? You know, was it a touchdown? Was it not a touchdown? Was he fucking inbounds? Was he not? You know, <laughs> and it sometimes takes fucking forever to get to those decisions.
1: No, you're actually right.
3: And let's see here. Got Ritz saying, "What's up? What's up, Ritz?" What up, ready? And Benny's nation saying, "In Detroit, you're probably right. You can get a few lap dances." <laughs>
1: My uh, man, nine ninety nine lap dances. I don't know. I don't know if I want any part of it. But hey, let's go, Detroit. To his point, in Detroit, maybe we're in. no. how many nine ninety nine lap dances? <laughs> yeah. It is
3: Detroit, so I don't know if I'm going to a strip club in Detroit. Maybe not even in the suburbs.
0: I mean, I barely, I barely went to
3: a strip club in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> let's see here Benny's also saying do you just say no no one in the paint at this point you know that was what i was thinking at this point where they were throwing out all those goaltender interference challenges and i thought like okay well why don't we just bring back the fucking crease roll at this point you know it's like no skates in the blue paint and careful where you are in front of the goaltender at all times you know it's like if, if we're gonna start making these coaches challenges and this goaltender interference go this way it's like just bring back the crease roll at this point. Just bring it back. You know, it's <laughs> I get it. You want to protect goalies and you want to give goalies a fair shot and you don't want them fucked with. I get that. But at the same time, there ha- you know, it does say in the rule book, referee's discretion. It does say that. So as much as that pisses me off at times, that's the way it goes. Referee's discretion at the end of the day. Well, let's Speaking see of
1: goalies he... and whatnot, what do you guys think of the Lucic hit the other night? Do you think it was malicious? Did you just think it was bad timing?
0: No, it wasn't malicious at all. I know, I know, Lucic has that uh, reputation behind him, but you could tell if you watch the replay, he's trying to break, and Mike Smith turns on him. Yeah, and no, that I, turn I, I throws agree. off yeah. Milan Lucic, and unfortunately, they collide. And then Mike Smith, being Mike Smith, tried to embellish that a little bit more. Uh, he did get the penalty, which is fine. But they made the right call not suspending him. I you can you can tell that Lucic tried to throw the brakes on.
1: uh Oh,
3: oh, that was a good try right there. By the way, who scored that goal for Carolina? Does anybody know? Taravina. Taravina. Okay, then. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree, Brian. You could you could tell that he that he tried to pull up. You know what I mean? Uh, And it wasn't, I mean, because if he wanted to barrel into him and and blow him up, I think Mike Smith might still be dead.
4: I'll put it to you this way it wasn't no (laughs) Nazim (laughs) Kadri. Yeah, nothing like that. (laughs) That's a water bottle gate going down over there. And that's here. See, I I think all, I mean, minus the Florida Tampia series, which was a dud, I think all the series have been very entertaining or equally
1: entertaining for me.
3: Yeah,
1: I, uh, I, I bet Tampa Bay to win this series, so that wasn't what well, that wasn't a dud for me. It just, got, oh, no, it I, just yeah. got done a lot
4: quicker, a lot quicker than normal, right? <laughs> Make that money, hey, hey, hey! I'm not saying it can't
1: be lucrative. It just wasn't a very exciting series. <laughs> when is a
4: sweep very exciting? You know? No, I mean? you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. I was, we it was, I, I was in Miami last week at a work function, and we, we, a couple, of us debated going up to, to Sunrise to go to the, uh, I think it was Game Two at that point. Right. Uh, but the Uber ride was we just it would have been almost an hour Uber ride from where we were, just because oh. they play They play out in the middle of nowhere.
3: Yeah, they play in Sunrise, which is <laughs> a decent part away from Miami. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> it's sure. funny too because at the same time, the uh, game two of the uh, Celtics uh, Heat series, and the, the so 150 dollars got you upper level in the door at the my, at the Heat game. at the hockey game would have gotten you, like, lower level.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that say everything?
4: (laughs) Plus, thinking about setting up for that game, all right, Tampa already took one on the road. You're like, what are the chances that they're going to take a second on the road? You got to expect, like, a Florida response at that point. So, to go through that Uber ride, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to go see my team win. You know what I mean? So I get your reluctance there, but lo and behold, this team's been amazing, man. For how much hockey and and I gotta eat some pro boys. I've been saying how I've been you know picking against Tampa that they're gonna fade out from all the hockey they played. This team has that never say die attitude that you want on your on any club on any sport. Yep. I it mean, was... you're, minus, you're minus your minus your best point score right now in rating point, excuse the <laughs> pun, and you still are just rolling and just rolled over the president's uh, trophy winner. You know, it's, it, it, it's amazing. Dazzy's amazing. This team's amazing. Yeah, like, without it's a just fight, not too. fair.
1: Like, without a fight. Like, it was like, yeah. was, was Florida even in the series?
3: They were in game two, but other than that, Yeah. That's pretty much it. You know, I mean, game one, they took way too many penalties. Actually, I think we were live reacting to that last week. Mm -hmm. Way too many penalties they gave to Tampa and allowed them to take that game. Game two, close battle, but at the very dying minute, uh, or I think seconds of the third period, Colton found the back of the net. And that fucks you over.
0: Kills oh, any McKen- momentum you were Mackenzie
4: Weager. I know the kid's been beaten up enough, so I'm going to save on him. But what were you thinking?
0: <laughs> yeah. He made some bonehead penalty calls yeah. in that series, man. That was the one thing I said when we were break, essentially breaking that series down was Flight of Panthers need to not take stupid penalties. And what did they do the entire series? Right. They took stupid right. penalties. You, mm-hmm. you take
4: bad penalties, and then you don't score on your power plays. You're, it's a kiss of death. Yeah, Absolutely. And, that, that,
0: and, you know, I was saying this earlier to some schmuck in uh, a group last night. and I, I No, there's him. no I'm schmucks like, in
1: groups.
4: Stop <laughs> it, Brian. That's, that's really. <laughs>
0: Brian. there's no schmucks in groups. <laughs> don't cheat that back. Oh, Rangers. Rangers. They're all smart. They're all smart. <laughs> <laughs> They're all too the, smart. They're all trying to be the smartest guy in the room. But um, So I'll the Rangers, Rangers like, uh, can, like,
3: just – just scored there, made it four-one. Of course they did. I'm
0: talking, so
3: <laughs> of course, there's always a to score.
0: <laughs> I mean, that offense just completely went cold. You know, it's not—I don't Potts. necessarily blame uh, Tampa Bay's defense because oh, no. you know, I mean, yeah, they're one of the best defenses in the league. They have the best goaltender in, in in the world right now. But you know, that offense just went cold, man. They they just went flat out cold. It doesn't matter if it was five-on-five uh, power play, whatever. When you have three guys. In that entire series, have one point and that's it, you're never going to win a series. Nope. Also, when you get shut out in the third period, 8 and nothing throughout the entire series, that's not going to win you hockey games either.
4: Nope. The Rangers' passing has just been phenomenal in this game. We saw it on the power play, the first goal of the game, yeah. on the power play, going, going seam to seam. You know, a guy gets pinched in, keeps the puck in, goes down deep, passes it across, and you, you just saw it again. Center, you know, like uh, Carolina is doing a poor job back checking, getting the loose man in front of the in front of the net right now, and we saw Florida make the same mistakes in that series too.
1: Yeah, couldn't happen to a better guy. That's couldn't really like to a better uh, guy, Dada. Yeah, Mister, they uh, uh,
0: say that he went out bad, but you know it, he was one of the three guys who actually had a point in that series. So, <laughs> so and he, he, also he, averaged the he averaged a point a game. averaged a point a in the playoffs this year. So, you know, it just goes to prove, like, yeah, G, G had a bad playoff experience here and that's also because and, and this kind of proves the point that he needed more support around him well oh my god good old organization.
4: i go to twitter again after that game there was another one this was i almost forgot about this tweet oh, no. where yeah where it goes g and getting abandoned by his teammates in the playoffs the new dynamic duo <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <It's fucking> fantastic.
3: <laughs> He had to have thought, like, man, I came down here and I thought that things were going to be different. Nope, nope things are exactly the same, man. You still, <laughs> the same shit, different team. Same shit, different team. Nothing changed. <laughs> By the way, John says he's happy that Jeru's out of the playoffs when that final whistle blew in game four. I got a penalty two minutes for high stick and hashtag Giroux hater. Uh, well, we got the leader of the Jeru haters on the show right now. So there you go. <laughs> Good old Steffi right on over here, man. Oh, yeah. We all know that Greg, you know, he'll charge in the battle carrying that Jeru Hater flag, just like Hell yeah, man! <laughs> oh,
4: you all shut your mouth when you're talking bad about Jay. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> See, uh, and we we're all the three of us were on the side of it. Wasn't G that failed the Flyers? It was the Flyers that fucking failed him because this organization couldn't figure out how to build a team if they had fucking written instructions right in front of their face. they we oh, we got to build a decent team with. Good, solid defense, great goaltending, and some great offense with some great passers and goal scorers. Ah, fuck it. Let's just not bring any wingers into the organization, and let's not bring any pure goal scorers. We'll be fine. Oh, and let's throw a bunch of rookies in and, you know, see if they can handle the pro level when we when they're not sure they can. And Smart move, boys. that can't skate. <laughs> yeah, and bring in some of those big names that are well past their prime, like a Keith Yandell. And, you know, <laughs> got to love this organization. Oh. Fuck you, Flyers. Fucking mm-hmm. idiots. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Don't I'm saying Tampa might really 3 feet. Yeah, they might very well be on the road. I mean, they got two more. They got to get eight more wins, but uh, may not sound like a tough feat, but it is. However, they'll be facing either the Rangers or Carolina, which will be very intriguing to see how they go up against – either one of those teams. And then on top of that, then they got to face off with someone in the West. Oh boy. <laughs> I I will say this though. I, I don't think any argument could come. If Tampa three-peats, they're the best team of this century. Ain't no one going to argue against that. Like you can't argue against this team being the best of the era. You know, they three-peated. No other team can say they've accomplished that feat. Like the Penguins can't say it. Thank God. The the fucking red wings can't say it no one can say it it's just tampa all by themselves since,
4: not since um what was it the islanders the last team yeah
3: back in the early 80s
4: I so forget who, yeah i probably just forgot who went first the islanders or oilers in their run yeah oh <laughs> shit! i didn't know oh that's right that's from my neck of the woods ross cole robbinsville new jersey native nice Good for him.
3: Good to see a Jersey boy contributing something to his team. <laughs> Flyers South, <laughs> talking about the Rangers.
1: Right. If I look at if I look at this correctly, it looks like Tampa was one and two against Carolina this year.
3: Interesting, interesting. What about the? it doesn't tell you the Rangers at all.
1: Doing it right now.
3: Meanwhile, Carolina fired a shot in on Shesterkin. It wasn't really a threatening shot because
1: it went way high and wide. It looks like they're 4-4 four four against, against the Rags.
3: Okay, then. <laughs> so, all right. All right, then. Although... If, since Vasilevsky's woke up now, he, okay. he had his nap in the first round, and then Game 7 showed up. He's like, oh, okay, that's enough rest. I think it's time to start being myself again and just, you know, fuck over Toronto another year, which, to be fair, I got a plenty of enjoyment out of. I can't deny. Oh, there's no
1: doubt. Oh, <laughs> that's the other side of the, of the beauty is watching Toronto fans get all hyped up and then,
3: oh. Yeah. Like, another year you guys fucking failed. I, I just no. – <laughs>
1: beautiful i love what playoff hockey does the fan bases
3: it's funny man it's like thank and i'm so happy too because toronto as long as they don't win a cup there's hope for us because it's like okay good toronto hasn't won a cup they can't win a cup the flyers cannot be the team that has gone the longest without winning a fucking cup Please, God, Toronto, never win another fucking one until we do. (laughs) Then you can win as many as you want. I don't care after that. It's like, go. Go on a fucking dynasty. Don't give a shit.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Harper doubled, tied 2-2 now. Nice. Harper doubled to score bomb who had doubled before that.
0: Uh, I love love when they do that. Love when they do that. Just keep it going.
3: Right now, it's still... Still 4 1 here, late in the third. We got about four minutes left, at least by my uh, view. I might not be 100% accurate because someone might be ahead of me. I'm at 353. (laughs) Okay, so Bryce ahead of me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm
3: actually ahead of you guys, so y'all can fuck off. (laughs) Usually I'm like three minutes behind. This is Bri reveling in the fact that he's ahead of us because all flyer season long, he was behind us. <laughs> Let's see here. John saying his new nickname is G-Spot because he is spotty in the playoffs and he is a real pussy. Wow. Damn, John. Damn. <laughs> the hate is that. strong in you, young John. <laughs> yeah. What side of the force do you fall on? I think we already know. <laughs> Oh man, let's see, John Malmos. What's up, John? Saying West Colorado versus Edmonton. That would be a fun series between the two of them with the goal scoring that both of those teams have. Oh. That would be fun. Just see Cal McCarr putting up a hat trick and Connor McDavid doing the same fucking thing in the same game. Yes, they'll do the same thing Ovechkin and Crosby did to each other in that in right. that series
4: in the semis because. It's possible with those two fucking players. And, and it's been big. You know, you saw, you know, Cadre calls that injury to uh, Bennington who had been playing lights out in the playoffs and, you know, Villay came in and was, you know, very rusty and it showed and, uh, you know, has not performed well and that gives them a three, one commanding lead in that series. So, you know, it, it, that was shaping up to be a fierce series before that play and you can, You can call it clean, you can call it dirty, you know, that he was pushed in, whatever your opinion is of that. But it was definitely a big-time turning point in that series.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll say this about Kadri. He would have fit in just fine in the
4: '90s and in the early 2000s. Yeah, he would have fit perfectly on any team. (laughs) It's good. It's good. See, that's what that team needed. That level of play. That's why they've been a great regular season team and a poor playoff team. You Mm. need that great. You need that guy that's getting underneath. You need that guy that's going to drive you to throw a water bottle at you during an interview after the game. Like you need that. You know what I mean? As much as you hate them when they're not on your team, you love them when they are on your team.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Flyers fans, anyone who remembers good old Shell Samuelson, you know, or Alf Samuelson, yeah, you didn't like it when they weren't on your team, but when they were playing for the Flyers, you're like, yeah, bash his fucking head in. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But Ty Domi can go fuck himself. (laughs) Agreed. Dylan's saying Tanev is in for Calgary. It looks like big help. Which of course is always a big apple. Yeah. <laughs> Don Don saying, How about Evander Kane in these playoffs? Yeah, I know. I'm not happy about that too. Like, fuck you, Evander Kane. Seriously. Fucking That's why I checked
4: the other night, yeah.
3: I I just Matty hate that. Hattie it's Hattie like too. my problem with Kane is it's like, yeah, he's got all the talent in the world, but he is such a fucking Rick with everything you know it's like I cannot stand that guy and yes He played for the Sharks so you would think I'd be Happy he's rebounding nope Not at fucking all it's like fuck you King seriously
1: You, you look at you look at a guy like that too and, and You're absolutely right I mean he's as talented as As you know just about anybody and It's all a matter for those types of guys It's all a matter of who's willing to Take the risk you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and you look at, you know, like our organization, they very rarely take that risk mm-hmm. to get that high reward. And that's why we're sitting at home and Evander Keen's lighting it up in the playoffs.
3: Mm-hmm. That he is. That he is. I mean, the last time I think the Flyers took a risk, it was on Bris Gallov. And we all know how the fuck well that ended. Humongous. That didn't end so well.
2: Humongous big.
3: <laughs> yeah, humongous big. Afraid of bear, but bear in forest. Although I will give that Penguins fan credit when he showed up in a giant bear costume in game oh, one of that playoff I love
2: series.
3: That guy. I will <laughs> I give him a record. couple times. <laughs> yeah, It's like, all right, all right. You might be a Penguins fan, but I can admit uh, if I was there, I would have taken a picture with him. I, 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 that's a, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, let's see here. So it looks like the Hurricanes pretty much going to close this one out. We got seconds left on this. Meanwhile, they're showing a highlight of Johnny hockey right now, 13 points in 10 games. Having himself quite a nice playoff. Gotta gotta love it with Johnny Hockey showing up. And now we're gonna hear all offseason how the Flyers should trade oh, for him. How many rumors? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh.
1: Here comes the rumors. Oh no, no. come on, Carolina. Sustain pressure in the zone, please. We're good here. Five goals. We're good. I don't need I I don't need an empty netter. Right.
3: Right. <laughs> We've seen enough 5-1 hockey games. I think we've seen probably the most 5-1 hockey games I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Oh, here you go. Oh, Ryan, that's Reeves some chippiness.
0: Ryan Reeves does.
3: Yeah, with, uh, with Domi. What a surprise. <laughs> Domi. <laughs> Domi. is his dad. Oh, Get him, uh, Max. Get a Max. I, uh, I wish the refs would just kind of let him go, but it's because it's the end of the game. They won't.
1: Oh, oh, oh. oh. At least take oh. down the fence.
3: Oh, we got Cole, and ooh, is he gripping up here?
1: Nice takedown defense. He's got him in that
3: that front (laughs) face.
4: Doby's giving it back to a little face washing. Yeah, You know, this is good. This is playoff hockey. This is what you want to say. Oh, nice. But I'm telling you, man, it might have been a foolish move. I think they awoke a sleeping giant. that you know, the Rangers did not look good in the first two games of the series. No, they didn't.
3: (laughs) But, also to be fair, not only waking up the SimiGent, sometimes when you go home, it's just what the doctor ordered. You get in front of your home fans, and that kind of also recharges the batteries a little bit.
4: So it might have been a combination of the two. It's the way, you know, playoff series are supposed to work, right? win your home games. Yeah, Reeves, he's chatting,
3: chirping at Domi. Domi's trying to ignore him. Domi's now fired, and he starts to jerk back, and then like, okay, you know what? You're an asshole. Well, you're an asshole too.
0: <laughs> Give me a second here, boys. My free agency just opened up on uh, fantasy football. Ah,
3: big big night for you, bro. <laughs> I can finally
0: get these guys I've been waiting to get since the freaking draft. <laughs>
4: yeah, fantasy baseball must be. Dying, man, dude. Like, I like. It just seems like the fantasy football season comes earlier and earlier every year.
0: <laughs> well, for us, this is a dynasty league, so we're just trying. No, to... I get
4: it. I get it. There is one other hey, guy. I, how many got, I have nothing against fantasy football either. You know, what I mean. Oh, I
3: know you don't. Who the hell was the other guy? I was looking at. Oh, Taylor Batty. Ooh. The Rangers have their fifth straight home win in the playoffs. So the Rangers have been a pretty dominant home team in these. Uh, mm-hmm. That might actually benefit them. I mean, not in this series, but you know, may come back to help them if you know, say they win Game Five.
4: Right. Oh boy, that that yeah, might. They, uh... <laughs> they carry if they carry the momentum from these two games and get a, a, a tough road win, and then and then you come back to MSG Game Six. You got to feel pretty good if you're the blue shirts. Yeah. They let's might hope be. that doesn't happen.
3: I hope not. I, I, I hope. I, I pray to the hockey gods that the Hurricanes have a storm surge in game five and uh, put the Rangers on their ass. That would be nice. And mm-hmm. Let's see here. Swoopy saying, you guys seen the fight between Toronto and Lightning fan after the Leafs loss? Actually, no, I did not. <laughs> but I I'm sure it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. I did. I saw a post of it on Twitter. One of the few times I was on Twitter, and uh, they they said um, they said yeah, Flyers fans need to realize that it's not a or, or it's like Flyers fans aren't the worst. It's the Leafs fans. I think that's what the post said.
1: Yep, <laughs> Canadian makes sense. <laughs> oh
4: wow, what a what a game from Andrew Cott. Man, he assisted on both of those first two goals, and and he was responsible for those. Um, you know chris passing that i was talking about and then that's a goal of his own later on first star all the way
3: nice nice i do like how they how they highlight the first stars to do this whole big kind of like lights go down show them off in the spotlight kind of thing
1: they don't always do that in oh, every yeah. arena yeah, go, get mm-hmm. go get yourself <laughs> uh- an interview get yourself an interview He's always second we,
4: star for that performance.
1: Uh, we got we to get a mask interview. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, no, he's first star.
0: Of course they are. Come on, man. And
1: <laughs> hey, Listen, I don't think it matters if
3: she's wearing a mask or not. I think he's just happy he's right there. <laughs> I mean, Emily Kaplan's, she's all right.
0: She's all right. <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> she's all right. I,
4: <laughs> I mean, she's a bunch of savages she's, she's
0: not there. she's not Kaylee. Uh, what's her name? Kaylee Chelios?
3: N- yeah, but they're not, no, no Taryn Hatcher. There you go. Yeah, I <laughs> rest I, my I, case. I, I think
0: I think Chelios's daughter is a little bit hotter than Taryn Hatcher, and we all know
3: where how I feel about that. Bry,
1: what's, what, what's uh what's the what's the name? Don't, don't be abandoning
3: like Don't be abandoning your girl like that, Bry. You we were swooning over it, Taryn, the whole freaking season. <laughs> of course. I'm, you'd be stupid not to.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Kaylee, Kaylee, C A L E Y, Chelios.
3: Let's see. John Malmo saying I would laugh at Toronto, but how bad have we how bad have we been? Look at the flyers the past seven years. True. I mean, but the she's saving grace has a braces, bit of her dad in her though.
1: Yeah, and, and married. So there's another you
3: know, and a couple kids. Yeah. So Greg's like, "I'm out." We're out. <laughs>
1: Back on tired.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Heard that. You were you were out the moment you saw the ring. <laughs> Not even the kids. It was, the, <laughs> I ring. was the
1: moment I saw Chris in her face, and I'm like, "Yeah."
3: Yeah, then you're like, no, 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 no. No, I remember your dad. No, no.
1: (laughs) By the way, talk about, about, Robbie. talk about ripping heaters, right? How many heaters did Chris Chelios rip? Like, you can tell what he's doing, like, his his pre- and post-game talk. Like, my man rips some heaters in the day.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No lies.
3: Oh, man. I just – the best – Best highlight for me, though, was when Chelios got jumped by Hextal. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious when he did that. I was like, ha, <laughs> ha, uh, What was it? I think Chelios did that. I forget who he did that hit on.
4: But uh, Brian Prop. Prop.
3: That's right. Yeah, he hit that. Yeah,
4: he slew foot him, and uh, he cracked his uh, skull on the ice.
3: That's right, that's right. And then Hexy's like, oh, oh, that's how you want to play
4: Chelios. All okay, right. motherfucker.
3: Let's see. Let's go.
4: <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I think I'm 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 well beyond the statute of limitations here when I admit this on air, but uh one of my first Flyers games that I went to, I chucked the battery right at uh Chelios's head. That's cool <laughs> saw, I, I got up like stealth. And I just gunned it and sat down, and nobody knew where it came from. And I just sat there quietly. Only, only the person I was there with knew it. And they were sweating. They were sweating. (laughs) Did you hit him? Oh, yeah! yeah, I got right in the back of the helmet. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) fucking jerk off. I will say I've
3: had myself a Flyers fan moment too. I remember the devil scored in the game and I yelled at fuck you devils. Now, because- do I
4: promote this activity? No, no. I am not condoning my poor behavior. But if I had a chance to do it again, I probably would. Probably would have. I
3: mean, I would. Yeah, I agree. But we don't condone that. We don't condone throwing batteries at players and we don't condone throwing wristbands onto the ice. Do, we know as who- I say,
4: Do as I say, not as I do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a few few drinks will make you do weird things.
4: <laughs> no, I th- no, I think I was like, shit, I think I'd have been like twelve or thirteen.
3: Oh, oh, okay, never mind. So you were you were just a young buck, and you were just like, fuck yeah. this, fuck no, this I, drank, I
4: drank in the parking lot before the game. No. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> you have to. It's so
3: much cheaper these days. That's true. Fucking beers are like a thousand dollars in the fucking arena with inflation and everything. Seven
0: seven bucks. They're they're even expensive in the minor league stadiums too. Like we're we're charging like it's like eleven bucks or something like that. Christ, for, of, for
3: some of our drinks. Whew, jeez. Yeah, drink drink in the tailgate. Don't 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 drink at the. That's our tip. Pro tip when you go. Rob saying, uh, "Who you got in the late game? Uh, well, let's see here: Calgary and Edmonton." You know, after Edmonton blew them out, I'm going to go Calgary. I think Calgary rebounds here and ties up this series. I, I just, I don't, I don't see Calgary being comfortable after that loss. I really don't. No, it's Daryl
0: Sutter. He's going to rebound. They're, they're going to make the adjustments they need to. And St. Jerome is going to help them get to, get back to even here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I got a, uh, I, I got the Flames bouncing back. I guess I'm going to be the contrarian.
4: The contrarian pick. I, I think I think uh Oilers go up three one. They take advantage of being at home. They're getting a, a rebounding Mike Smith, finally playing some solid net. Uh, you know, minus the th- two early goes he gave up in game two. Since then he's been on fire. Excuse the pun. Uh he's but on fire. he is on fire. <laughs> but going back to the saddle I think Calgary gets right back in the series three-two and then wins a tough game six to bring it back game seven. I think this goes seven as well, but I, I just think all the mojos right now at least is on the Oilers' side. So I'll go Edmonton. Oh,
3: interesting. So you're you're looking
4: at the uh, 3-1 comeback right. from right. the Flames. <laughs> right. The Flames are going to win a game in Edmonton. It's just not going to be this one. I got you. I game six.
3: Hey, look, Boosh is doing the color. Hey, Boosh, what's going on, I man? <laughs> Always nice to
4: see you, Boucher.
3: Oh. it's Bobby weird Boucher. how, like,
4: yeah, like NBC sports folk have gone in like different directions, a couple to TNT, a couple of ESPN. It's like it's like uh you know, when you gotta have to select new teams in gym class, you know what I mean? Like and they go <laughs> in different play areas and shit. But Boucher fits on ESPN. I don't know. There's something about like he's got that like edge in his voice all the time. You know what I mean? You gotta be pretty proud of the broadcasting career that Brian Boucher has put together. Because he makes spot on points all the time, he's clear and concise. He doesn't have much uh, uh, loose talk like you see with me, like every show all the time. Um, you know, he's definitely he's got a great career. I think he could be one of the next great ones in this business.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that. I mean, it's not even that. It's 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 also his, like knowledge of his game, the game, and and you know, he just he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And I think that's kind of what makes him a little bit better than
3: than most. I I like Boosh. So John says to Greg, the Uh, Steppy here, saying, making the rare appearance, put your GM hat on and give me a move or two to help fix the orange and black. And reminder, we have $6 in
1: cap space for now. Uh, Well, first of all, I would replace the actual general manager. (laughs) <laughs> get, ri- get rid of Fletcher that'd be first uh and then i i i hate i hate the retread i hate retread i hate retread i hate retread i hate retread coaches like i just i don't even know who i i don't even know who i want i just like all the names out there it's just like all right i get it yes you know torch i guess torch is the big name right now right You're, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I, I do I really want to root, root for John Tortorello? No, I don't. Like it's like the Sixers. Like you, you, bring back Doc Rivers, I'm out. You bring back James River, I'm out. James Harden, Doc Rivers, whatever. They're both the same guy. They both think. <laughs> uh, like I just, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to listen to Tortorello all season. Like I really don't. You know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'd almost rather go. You, you got a young team, right? You got, you're gonna have a young team. I'd almost rather go with a young up-and-coming coach and see if you can find the lightning in a bottle. You know that some of these other organizations have come. You know, come to bring in Tortorello, bringing in Trotz. These guys, we're not ready to win a cup. We're not even close. And, and anybody looking at these these last four, you know, these last eight teams, I don't know how anybody can say we're even in the same arena as as, as these teams skill wise right i mean are we are we that far off yes i do think we are but does that mean that's a long term no you just have to sound, you have to find lightning in a bottle and i just i don't you never to me you don't find that going to retread central every time as a head coach
4: now i i i think trots could be a decent mix of the two in terms of being able to improve this defense with this system develop young players he's done that in this league but i think there's still better names out there and i think they've superseded uh towards at this point but i know i'm gonna tickle brian's fancy when i mention names like paul maurice you know what i mean uh that would be a great uh even called julian would be great for it would be a better oh. for where this team currently is
0: oh my t- my fancy's been tickled <laughs> yeah i'll give I mean, you a like, reach
4: around with the lights spanking
0: almost like you know um i i mean i i i want them to get a head coach before they get anything else and mainly because i think that's going to tell us where they believe that they are it, Most of the fan base is going to believe that this team is rebuilding. I don't necessarily think they need to rebuild. I think they just need to figure out a way to develop some of their talent a little bit faster without actually skipping some stuff. Because I believe they do have talent in this organization. I think the right coach will help bring that out. Do I think John Tortorella is a great coach? Yes. Do I think Barry Trotz is a great coach? Yes. Do I think they're a good fit for this organization? No. Because I don't think – I honestly don't even think Paul Holmgren knows where this organization is right now. But if they can get a head coach – and and I know Barry Trotz has had some success as a rebuild coach. But I, I think Barry Trotz is at the point of his career where he just wants to go places where he can win. And he interviewed with Winnipeg, which I think is a good good place for him. But I also think he winds up in Vegas and turns that organization back into. I'm saying this like they've been out of the playoffs multiple years now, but back to the playoffs <laughs> and back to a contender, because um, they do have they do have the roster still to be a cup-contending team, and I still think they are. I think they just if they can get Barry Trotz in there, they're right back in it. But as the Flyers goes, they need a guy who can yes, be a guy who can win now, but also be a, a coach that can develop the talent. Because they have the guys there. they have. I, I honestly do believe the right coach will bring out the talent in this team. Because we know TK can be a 30-goal guy. We know Coots is a 30-30 guy, uh, uh, top three, two-way two way center in hockey, a good shutdown centerman. It's the young guys that I'm concerned about. And Edmonton's on the board oh already. My God.
3: I'm sorry. Oilers <laughs> just scored. That didn't take long. Like seconds the into the
1: game. I'm just going to shut up.
3: I'm sorry, Brian. 21. Literally, <laughs> oh my god, that came right
4: the fuck out of nowhere.
3: <laughs>
4: um,
0: but yeah, I mean, they gotta get the coach first, and then worry about the roster after that.
4: Uh, you know what caused that to that goal? March from not being able to uh, get to the puck because it was out of the trap. <laughs> out of the, yeah, yeah. Oh
1: my gosh, what a disaster.
3: great effort, but good. No, Markstrom just he you know, he just put it right out in front of his own net like yeah. a like a well, yeah, that he got the it was the, it was the first
1: one, Robbie. You're absolutely You're right. right. It was the first one. Kind of threw off the whole sequence. You're right.
3: Yep. yep.
1: They would have they would have gotten the puck out of the zone. They wouldn't have had that
4: pressure there.
3: Yep. That one. wow. Okay. So we are off to a rip and roaring start in this one already. One That's nothing
4: Edmonton. I had, fla- I, I had flashbacks of Briz passing it to David Clarkson.
3: <laughs> oh my god, that goal! Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was a that was a bad series. That whole series was terrible for the Flyers against the Devils. Of course, the fuck else? I don't know why I see that series pissed me off because I actually thought the Flyers had a shot at beating them, and then I and then I realized, oh wait a minute! Now that I've gotten old and cynical, I realized you know what. Why the fuck did I expect the Flyers to be the Devils? They never fucking do. Why? Why did I think this one would be different?
1: <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, um, I think too part of part of the Flyers too is is in this rebuild, retool, whatever you know, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. Yet, I think they have to look outside the box in certain areas too. You know, they don't want to be as as the great Tommy always loves to say. Not everything's got to be missionary. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's got to be missionary. Like, you know, if 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 we're gonna be young, then let's be young. Don't yo-yo these guys around and let them develop and, and stuff like that. Or if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go old veteran, then then move these guys. And it's, you know, it's. But they got to look outside the box. Some of these rebuilds or retools can get flipped real quickly if you look outside the box and you do things that aren't conventional.
0: No, that's totally. fact. I mean, look at look at uh, look at the Rangers. Look at how quickly they flip their
1: team. Yeah, yeah. What up, Will? And you got you got to get guys yeah, well, like, playing
4: together Wills. consistently too. Like, yeah, what up, Wilson? Uh, like, like, like that. You know, you know. Don't break up the lines. Keep them up on on uh, up with the big club and just allow them just to build chemistry. There's been so much of like trying to fix it instead of letting it organically grow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think one of the worst things that the Flyers have done over the last couple of years is, is
2: keep taking up bro? the lines
0: and filling fill in some of these holes with vets that uh, bluntly don't need to be here. They don't need to be here. Um, yeah, and Bryce, I agree. They do have to hit on the draft. But, you know, a lot of times before we're going to know what uh, – What the flyers are going to, these future flyers are going to do, you you got to develop them a little bit. And yeah, the big thing, the big thing for me is they also have to stay healthy because you already lost out on Sam Moran, who's retired at 26 because he can't stay healthy. Right now, you are not necessarily sure what you're going to get out of Wade Allison because he's another one who can't seem to stay healthy. But we know sort of what to expect after that small, uh, that small uh, taste that we got from him, we know he's going to be dog. He's going to go for the night. He's going to win your puck battles. You still have a few more question marks down there. And I think one of the guys that needs to get a serious look in camp is Tyson Forrester. Because if he yeah. really has that shot that they say they do, give him give him a chance. Mm. Let him play. Bring him up. Let him play for a couple weeks. See where he is. If he's not where, where you want to be, send him back down yeah
1: and not right. only not only did they miss that on Moran, too, but you also have to think you missed that on Patrick. Obviously he's no longer here. You know a number two overall pick, right? I mean, that that's a huge miss. you know, injury side, you know organizational issues, how whatever you want to you know however that you know worked out, he's no longer here. That's a huge miss.
3: No, you're right. When Wils was saying you know watching the playoff shows how the flyers are from co- how far they are from contention they
4: don't belong on the same ice as these oh, teams yeah. left yeah it's night and day absolutely it yeah, really just is. The, co- the compete level you know above uh, above all else let alone the skilled passing I mean the frustrating thing with the flyers Wils, is that you see it in flashes here and there. And yeah. we saw it a little bit from the young kids when they got an opportunity later on. So hopefully they can continue further that, you know, that, um that progression. I mean, Noah Cates looked fantastic.
1: I, I think Edmonton is, is a great, obviously they got absolute studs all over the place, but like take a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, right. And throw on the flyers. Do they give him all this time in the world to develop? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think they do. You know, and Edmonton, you know, lucked out of course by getting Drysaitl and then and then McDavid, of course, and that all helps. But it's like it's like a, a you know the guy like you know Nugent Hopkins who you know took a little longer to develop than than you know your normal number one pick, mm-hmm. you know, and and but they had the infrastructure and the ability to let him go. I think the Flyers, like if if you swap them, I think they get rid of him like three or four years in, into it. And just be like, oh yeah, he's just not—he's just not here, well, you know. And, it, and, and he's so much—he's such a huge part of their depth now up and, there. And,
3: and yeah, and, and one of the biggest issues that the Flyers have had, when in terms of developing young talent, and this goes back to the issues that I've been stressing, is that the Flyers always want to put themselves in win now mode. They never want cool. to do actual good development. Save. Oh yeah,
1: very good. No, Matty, you're absolutely right. Absolutely and, right.
3: And that kills the team's development of these young players. And I think it's contributed a lot to the issues that we've seen from some of the younger players, players like Provorov, although he has had his own issues. And then you also have issues with connect I think a lot of that is contributed to, they want to not necessarily develop these guys. They would rather just throw them onto the team when they feel they're ready and they should just do fine and go for it. We should be able to win a cup now. It's like, it's not how this works. You've got to actually take your time with your young talent. You need to take your time. Stop rushing players. You know, I mean, there are occasions where they waited a little long. I felt like they may have waited a little too long on Carter Hart. You know, I feel like Hart is still capable of being the starter. I don't doubt that. Sure. Do I think that Hart is perfect? No, but he definitely has the ability to be that franchise goaltender. I think we can all agree on that. It's just one of those things of development-wise, you need to take your time with these guys. You need to be a little bit more patient with them, you know, and treat that – understand why you develop young talent. Don't just get young players, throw them out there, and then either A, get lit up, or B, they get absolutely just devastated because they're not ready for the big game, you know. And when a player's ready, okay, then they're ready and i feel like the flyers just have a terrible time figuring that out because they're too busy just trying to do the win now bullshit. It's like got to change your mentality. Got to change your mentality. If you want to get young, get young. If you want to win now, all right then. It may be a lot harder for you to win, but you go that route, see where it gets you. But unfortunately, we've been going that route for a decade. What's it gotten us?
1: Fuck off. No, yeah, and I think Konechny, as you brought him up, is a huge part of that, right? He burst on the scene, and, and we're like, oh, my gosh, we got something here. And then the expectations on him just mounted, mm-hmm. right? He was supposed to be the next 50, 60-goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And that's just uh, – that's unrealistic for the guy, you know? And, and, and you put him in spots to where you thought he was going to develop, but you're right, Matty. You're, when, when you continue – and this is kind of where I go back with the retread of coaches – when you continue to retread the type of veteran coaches that they have, you're absolutely right. You put yourself in win-now mode as opposed to, hey, let's see what we have. Let's develop a year or two. Let's see what we got. Let's take some pressure off of these guys before we mount, right? I mean, that's where Edmonton, you know, to, to that point earlier, that's where Edmonton was able to do that, right? They were able to let McDavid grow into the monster that he is and Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins and, and Nurse to grow into their roles. We we, we we take these guys and try and fit round pegs and square holes all over the ice.
3: And also, Edmonton, you know, and has been attempting to build around Connor McDavid in terms of the offense. Where, I mean, defensively, that was where a lot of people were a little concerned about them. The biggest concern was their goaltending. Um, but... Developing their offense around Connor McDavid, it's not really an issue, you know, and and you see teams do that where they get a young player that could be a superstar. They build around that player, but they do it in the way of, okay, we need to also still draft young players to build up with him. And then at the same time, when the time is right and we know that we're there and we're just on the cusp of competing, then we can bring in some of those veteran players to add to that leadership. You're going to have some veteran players on a, on a weak team. It's going to happen, but some of them are either at the end of their career or they aren't like elite level they're solid they're not elite level but they teach young guys during that development cycle but once you get to that point where okay we're a bubble team we just missed the playoffs now we can start bringing in some players in the off season that are veteran players that can get us over that hump and get us into the playoff competition because we've built up the young talent now it's time to get the support for the young talent And then we can go forward. If you don't have the support immediately there, maybe you do. Maybe you already drafted that support and it's there with you. Sometimes that happens with teams. Sometimes not. Just depends on how long your either retool or your rebuild is at the end of the day. But that's usually how you got to approach it. Well, I mean, I think the most important thing that
0: I think we're missing, and Greg, correct me if you you did say this, I think the one thing that the flyers keep doing it, and it's, this is really hurting some of the development of these guys at the NHL level. Is jumping from coach to coach to coach to coach to coach. It. Yeah, yep. that yep. hurts. You look at teams like Edmonton. You look at teams like Anaheim. You look at teams that are uh, rebuilt. Some of some of these teams that are are just coming out of the rebuild. LA, they're sticking to their coaches yep. despite mm-hmm. the record. The record doesn't matter. They see the important part as player development. If they win, great. If they lose. They, it is what it is. It's the game. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose hockey games. But they find a coach that fits a developmental scheme that they're trying to do. It fits Ooh. their players, and they rock with the coach. No, you're absolutely right. I think this, right. Is, this is what's hurt Rob. and I think this is what's hurt Tk. And and Kootz is in what uh, five year span they've had three head coaches? About that, yeah. Four head coaches, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's not gonna help any player development. It's no. really not because they have to learn scheme after scheme after scheme after scheme. It hurts mm-hmm. development more than it helps.
1: And how they fit into that scheme? Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're seeing you're seeing these guys, you're seeing these guys. Um, you know, McDavid, Drysaddle, uh, Jesse Puglia Harvey, uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Darnell Nurse, you know, we want to keep using Emmett as an example here, but this is perfect because Todd McClellan was there for a very long time. And the, every year wasn't pretty, but they stuck with their head coach until they knew that they were a playoff team, that these guys were ready to compete. And then the first year that they missed, Todd's out. And now they have – I don't even know who they have right now, to be completely honest with you, but – you know, you you get your team set up with a developmental coach, and you st- you have to stick with that guy. You know, you can't. Be, I get the Flyers are the Flyers are a major market team. I get that they the fan base is demanding this organization to win. But the organ, the fan base has to realize like, hey, you know, we we need to develop some guys here. Let's stick with a year or two of losing get some good draft picks, get a good coach in here that can develop players and win hockey games. Let's go from there. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I mean, you look, you look around any any professional organization and those teams that continue to recycle coaches and, and and replace coaches, they're usually not in good spots.
0: No. And look at where the Flyers are now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, it's it's you know, We've been saying this for a while. We've been saying this since the season. The Flyers need to decide what the hell they want to do. And in my opinion, they do need to rebuild. And the problem is is that they don't want to embrace it because they don't want to miss the playoffs. And again, go back to that win-now mentality. It's like that win-now mentality doesn't work right now. It's not going to work right now. You don't have the ability to say, well, we can win now. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's time to get yourself out of that mindset. Let's develop these players. Let's build this team up. Let's not worry about the playoffs right now. Fuck the playoffs. Playoffs don't exist. If you get to the playoffs, great. It's a cherry on top of the cake. But let's develop the players and let's see how they go moving forward. Let's look at Owen Tippett. Let's see what we got with him. Let's see if we can get me back to where he was. Let's see if we can get Provy back to where he was. Let's focus on that. Let's see if we can get Wade Allison up and healthy and see what he can do in the depth side of things. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on Cam York becoming a player on the, on the blue line that's a solid player on the blue line. You know, Let's focus on that. Let's not focus on, oh, well, if we make this one or two move, we can be right back in the playoffs. Like, great. And you just killed the development of three of your top players. Why the fuck are you doing that? You shoot yourself in the foot every fucking time you do it. And it's pissed me off so much over this last decade because I see it happen all the time. And they refuse to admit that there's a problem. It's like, okay, you wasted Claude Giroux's career. How many more are you gonna waste? What how many more great players you gonna fuck waste? You gonna waste Cam York's career? You gonna waste fucking Hart's career? We're going on Coochie
1: right now, right? Yeah. (laughs) We're working our way through Kuots' career right now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's like we're gonna waste him too? Like, all right, guys, you just keep wasting players. Have fun. Enjoy diluting yourself even further. And everybody wondering why can't this team be competitive? Like, I'll tell you why. This team's fucking dumb. That's why there's I mean, fucking let me, idiots. Let me ask
0: you a question. You. Let me ask
3: you a question, Maddie. What do you consider a wasted career? Just because you don't want to cut? No, no, no. Because you never took advantage of that player. You never you you never built around that player properly. You allowed your bullshit mentality to get in the way of okay. What is the logical step wow. here? Zach Hyman. Um, oh,
0: oh, let me let me let me let, All right, let me put it let me uh, let, let let me put it to you this way, then. okay, so you want to say we wasted we wasted Drew's career. that never built around him cause I, let me tell you something I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. If you look at his statistical numbers and look at where he's placed in the organization, he did all that despite what the flyers have not done for him. But again, I don't think necessarily think his career was wasted
3: because he still did what he did for the organization. And that's great and all. It's just we could have done so much more with him. We could have actually had a really great team centered around him, and we didn't do it. We constantly worked against him yeah, you know, because we thought, okay, we'll go get Voracek even though he's a passer. It's like that's not going to help the situation checks a passer. He's not a goal scorer. We cannot put – Giroux's a passer, not a goal scorer. Yes, he can shoot. He can score. But that doesn't mean anything if you got two passers on the same fucking line and no goal scorer. And they never did. It's like, God damn it. And that's something you've been saying for a long time, Brian. It's just yeah. it, that one little thing right there could have changed so much for that top line alone. And then the lack of taking time with your young players. And then the other issue of let's win now instead and bring in players that maybe pass their prime, just a few, you know, like, Hey, Vinny Lecavier was great for the lightning, but then you fire Peter Laviolette and what a shock. Lecavier doesn't fit in Philadelphia under Craig Berube's system. Wow. What a shock. You mean a guy who's more defensive minded, more hitting instead of goal scoring? Wow, I couldn't imagine why Vinny didn't fit in Philadelphia, you know? It's like, that mentality just, it killed this team in the 2010s. Yeah, we got to the playoffs a few times, but then we got our asses smacked right the fuck out of it. And it's like, well, then what was the fucking point then? You worked so hard to get to the playoffs, you face a way better built team and a way better organization, and they kick your ass. It's like, Wow, you did so much. You did so fucking. But great. that
0: goes. I had to prove my point there, Matty, saying that you know they they were too impatient with some of these coaches. They never should have let go of La Villette the way they did. Oh the no, no, they then. shouldn't have. I agree. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you know I. Most of those players thrived under his system. Did some thrive under Barubi? Yeah. But again, it goes back to this organization and this fan base not being patient enough. Yeah. And that yeah. hurts development. Oh, yeah. It, it does. And is. I think that's a part of the reason why Carter Hart's having this issue. I also believe that he was also brought up a little too early. I don't think he was brought up too late. I think he was brought up too early. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of growing pains with him. I think he's going to be fine. Don't don't get it twisted. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a franchise goalie. But I think he, he was brought up just a little too soon. And – you know you're you're going through growing pains with some of these guys younger guys on a defense as well, like Sandheim and you know Moran was a huge question mark and you have Robert Haig who never developed into the player they thought he was going to but that also hurts your goaltending as well but ultimately it comes down to when you're changing your, your head coach every two years you have a problem. Yeah you have a problem and yeah. it goes beyond it goes beyond the players because the players can only do what the coach says and the scheme that the coach puts out there. And I don't necessarily always blame the players, but again, it it comes back to this front office, not knowing what they want to do, Mm -hmm. not knowing what they need to do, not, not knowing how to say, Hey, let's take a step back. Let's develop these guys. Let's take a year or two and, and get some good draft picks and, and let's, let's build something good here. Let's find a good coach. And I, again, that's, it, it hurts development. I think we're, we're seeing that with, the guys that we're seeing struggle right now—that we need to to be able to produce—guys like TK Couturier, and I think if we can get the right guy, Atard, Noah Cates, Tyson Forrester, some of the other younger guys that are coming up, Wade Allison. You patient with them, you're patient with the head coach. You're going to see these kids thrive, mm. because Wade Allison was a steal in the draft. He was projected to be a first round pick, and we got him in a third you got to be patient with these kids.
3: No, you do. So they got
0: to play, but they have to play. You have to see what you have.
3: Mm-hmm. John's saying, how much of this upcoming season success depends on the guys coming off down years? Hayes, TK, probably a lot. <laughs> Pretty much almost all of it. <laughs> they, they, Them coming off of down years, yeah, that's a big, big part of if the Flyers are successful next season. And Don Don saying Jeff Blashill would be a solid coach with the Flyers. It would be really
0: funny if he came to Philadelphia and just absolutely set the world on fire.
3: I would laugh my be ass so off kidding for Don Don. We, we would have that on Don Don for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> John saying the Ryan Ellis injury killed us last year. We got what four games out of him? That too. Ellis getting hurt did not help anything whatsoever. The leader of your defense is gone, literally four games into the season. Yeah, and you wonder why the defense fucking blew ass.
1: <laughs> is he under contract? Did they re- did they extend him after they traded for him? No, no, he, no, he had a long
0: contract. He was already yeah. He, he oh, it was, it well was already
1: right a long deal. Okay, yeah. 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 John's saying. If initially, you- it
0: was supposed to be, from what I understand, it was it was supposed to be. Um, uh, crap. Who's the other defenseman from Nashville that they were talking about at home, the initially. Um, and then they pulled the deal off to get Ryan Ellis, but you know, Ryan's just got to stay healthy. He's been, he has
3: injury issues his entire career.
1: Yeah. Come on. Come to Philly. Cause we love yeah, that.
3: Traditional. Very traditional here in Philadelphia. <laughs> John's saying, uh, do you think the Flyers front office is worried about attendance because last year after feeding us bullshit, Flyers fans stopped showing up? Probably, but at the same time, it's like they got to look in the mirror and fucking realize, well, you put yourself in that position. So if you think that doing some fucking slapdash, you know, put a little duct tape on it and fix it, that that's going to solve the fucking attendance issue, you're wrong. It's going to take a lot to convince the Flyers fans like, okay, this team's actually going in the right direction because you see it happening on the ice. When Flyers fans see it, they're like, yeah, why the fuck would I waste my money, which are not cheap tickets, by the way, to go see a team that's fucking dog shit. Why would I do that? Right, like, right, I, right, hang, on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I, I, I don't agree with that
0: whatsoever. Their attendance issues this year had more to do with COVID than anything else. It had more to do with COVID than anything else because you had to have your VAX card you had to have this. You had to have that. You had to have met. Some people just didn't feel like dealing with it. Was there a bad product on the ice? Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Are, are there going to be Flyers fans that don't pay? To go? Yeah. There's going to be no Flyers fans to do that, that are going to pay to go see a bad product. I wouldn't. Actually, let's be real. I probably would. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: You are like sweet I can get lower level. That's exactly. How- <laughs> <laughs> My
0: but but the reason why they had attendance issues over the last couple of years wasn't because of the play of the team it was because of the covid restrictions that they had set for the for the uh, arena.
1: Yeah, I would I would I would agree with that in part for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Cuz you saw once once they started to open things up a little bit more, you saw the those, the arena fill up a little bit and then things kind of went downhill but
1: yeah.
4: i was just i was just up to up trying to read it yeah i just tried to to read it let's
3: uh all right so here we go we got one of ryan's paragraphs (laughs) ready swoopy's coming ever since the early 1990s the flyers have traded young players for vets they are wanted to be filled with get they've wanted to be filled with to get to be their top scorers rather than their leaders okay mentors and locker room guys yes you want vets to also be point producers too but you mostly want the vets to be the mentors in the locker room and speakers while having the young guys be mostly the high point producers am saying the vets shouldn't score but they shouldn't be the main point guys they should be the leaders and it continues on but all the same we know that ryan makes a good point all right so Um, to, to finish off, um, real quick our uh, the, yeah. Okay. So to finish off a couple of the series, we'll just give a quick prediction for what we got coming up here. We already talked about Calgary and Edmonton and the, uh, hurricanes and the Rangers. Um, what do you think, uh, do you see from the avalanche and the blues? Who do you see? What do you see in the next game?
4: Another Colorado victory. I think. Uh, I think they've taken uh, the reins on that series. All right.
1: Is, is, is that three one right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I think it's over. The, the The loss of Biddington is just tough. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Think...
0: Think that Bennington right now would be making much of a difference. Uh, I think Colorado wraps it up. Sure. I mean, as much as I thought the physicality of the St. Louis Blues was going to slow down Colorado, it really hasn't. They haven't allowed the Blues to play their game at all this series. Maybe one game, but I just I I don't see St. Louis, especially going back to Colorado. I I, yeah. just, I don't see it happening. I think Colorado a-
4: finishes it off. That's a big That's a big aspect of this. I mean, can Huso find his game? Sure. You know, but it's a tough task.
3: All right. Yeah, I, I think Colorado finishes off this series. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we get them in the Western Conference Finals. So we will have two-fourths of our Conference Finals ironed out. We'll just have to wait to see who wins the Battle of Alberta and who wins between the Hurricane and the Rangers after that. Yeah. All right, then. So get ready to finish up with our shootout segment but first our periods brought to you by if you are looking to buy or sell a home or you have a change of career in brokerage contact alan foy at exp realty llc at 302-682-8820 I visit them on the web at alan.foy at exprealty.com it's always a big step in life and always a big change when you go from one home to the next or you have a changing career listen do it right you don't want to make a mistake, so go to Alan Foy, and he'll take care of it, and he'll make sure that it's done properly, so that way, you got nothing to worry about. All you got to do is pack up and get ready to move. That's all you got to worry about, and we go on to All Campus, who are giving 20% off of everything in their store, including hats, shirts, and all of to all their subscribers. John Coyle, who runs the ramp booth down there in OC, great great show and also great place too on top of it so go check it out if you ever head down to ocean city during the spring and the summer months always nice to head down to the shore check out all campus you'll have a plenty of great stuff there
1: about to be popping
3: yep absolutely that time of the year and of course we are not just doing bet us for you to make money we also have fan up which is the best way to enjoy fantasy sports and daily NBA contests and more. You win great prizes. And if you sign up today and use the promo code A2D, you get 5,000 bonus points, which is a $50 value. All you got to do is go to fanup.app and, uh, yeah, make yourself some cash. Like we said before, Willie Vegas, Money Pot, they're not going to lie to you. They know what they're talking about. They know their shit. You'll get plenty of money off of that. And... Our shootout segment, as always, brought to you by the one and only Doc himself, Dr. Paul Vidal, Specialized Physical Therapy. Got any aches and pains, you can go to SpecializedPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can check them out in Cherry Hill or Burlington, New Jersey. Bry used them, his shoulder, and uh, it's never been better since he went to see them. Uh, Doc's the best. All right, then. So, gentlemen, really our- and And that staff there is amazing. Yeah. All right, gents. So, our shootout segment to wrap this one up. Our show segment today, we usually have our best moment of the week as one of them. So, I think we should start off with that. What was your favorite moment this week in playoff hockey?
4: So many of them.
1: Yeah, right? Cla- Claude Giroux and the Florida Panthers losing. In <laughs> of course. In in epic
3: <laughs> he could not
4: help it. He had to do it. He <laughs> could help it. Could help it. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to be repetitive here and say how Mike Smith turned around his game. You know, getting lit up like a, I said earlier. We'd get lit up like a Christmas tree in game one. Gives up two early goals in game two. And has found his game and has given up uh, two goals since, in, uh you know, in in five periods of hockey. So, you know, pending this game tonight, yeah, I'll say that's my best moment.
3: And so far, so good. He's it's 0 Edmonton. So, <laughs> um, for me, yeah. game one. I got, the, I got I got the baseball on. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, me, Battle of Alberta, game one. That game was just fun. That was a treasure.
1: That was epic.
3: epic. Yeah. Like you knew that it was going to be fun seeing Calgary and Edmonton face each other since the early nineties when, you know, it was the golden age of that rivalry to see those two put on an 80s style hockey game in 2022. Like I just, yes, that that's my favorite moment. That was out. That was epic. That was fun. Bri, what about you? Um,
0: I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, I would have liked it better if it was the other way around where the Lightning were getting eliminated. But just because I'm over seeing them win things, I'm tired of seeing that city win things. I'm
1: tired of them being the city champions.
0: I'm over Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. I Don, Don, yeah. Love it. That's another good one.
3: That is good. Favorite moment, Toronto watching the second round from home. <laughs> I,
0: I think I think it's it's despite seeing um you know Bennington and Kadri have uh an issue and and you know Kadri receiving like death threats and stuff like that, seeing him come out last night and and have the game that he did, which I believe was four points with a hat mm. trick. Right. To come out and overcome all that and just absolutely light the world on fire last night, I think that was a a tremendous moment, not just for um, the hockey world and the hockey community, but for, you know, guys who play this game that, you know, receive um, racial mistreatment, I guess is a way to put it. Um, you know, for for guys like him to have to you know deal with that is is complete and total bullshit, and and the fact that we're in 2022 and still dealing with that crap is is absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, for me, that's that's a huge moment—not just for the hockey world, but that's a huge moment for guys who are
3: of a different race. To put mm. it uh, in, in another way, yeah, that's not uh, that's not cool. That's that's never tolerated. It shouldn't be tolerated. And uh, we do have uh, Michael Cambria saying, way to go, Rangers, never quit. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, Rangers got a big win tonight. They've tied up the series, and now they can carry some momentum, possibly into game five up against the Hurricanes. <laughs> John's the pen's choking after being up 3-1. That's his favorite moment. That's a good one. I'll give you that one. That's a good moment.
0: <laughs> That's was better sweet, though, because you had the Rangers win.
3: I know that that's the negative. Like, the good news is the Penguins are gone. Bad news is the Rangers are in the semis. (laughs) All right. So, let's see here. Uh, favorite goaltender that you've seen so far in the playoffs?
4: Uh, this one's simple. We saw him tonight, Prince Igor. I mean, just phenomenal. Another 30 saves tonight. Uh, You know, he had a little down period early in that Penn series, but since then, man, you know, he's showing that he could be the, you know, the next elite goaltender in this league.
1: Awesome. He plays for the Rangers. That's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I know, right? The (laughs) Metropolitan. So
4: much fun to be in that division. (laughs) It's okay, Greg. We got two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we got a we got a heart. We got a backup plan for heart as well. Yeah, so there you
3: go. <laughs> um, my favorite goaltender so far in this playoff. You know, I I gotta say, I just because I like the story of a guy who was not known as a top player in terms of goaltending. I kind of got a roll with Ranta. I just like the fact, like you know what? No one yet. Five years ago, did we ever think Anti Runta would be having this kind of a year? No, Anti <laughs> Runta is a solid backup, but he's not a starter, you know. And sure enough, he's like, Oh, I'm yeah. not a
4: starter, I'm not a starter. Hey, okay,
3: right. all right, I'll show you, I'll show you big time.
4: <laughs> we, we talked about this a lot, Maddie, when we had Sam Wismer on from Flyers Nitty Gritty. She also does a Hurricanes podcast, and there was a lot of heat in that decision of going to Ronta over Freddie Anderson. And and she called it like it is. You got to go with the hotter hand, and the hotter hand is Ranta. I mean, so uh, you know, I mean, this is why you can't listen to the public. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but
0: after the last couple of games and how things have been going in the playoffs, I think once Anderson's back, you have to go with Freddie. Yeah, I think you, do. you have to go with Freddie, especially after the last couple of games. He, Ranta has not looked good, proving. Jesus, what a snipe.
3: <laughs> it was Kane. Oh, god damn it, that just rolled it. I
1: got I got Edmonton over three and a half goals. I we might hit it in the first period. Like <laughs> Good one. Good one.
3: how much money you've been making on the side here, Greg?
1: It's it's been it, the the hockey playoffs have been pretty lucrative.
3: Nice. <laughs> uh, Hello. Um, <laughs> so Michael Layton for comparing him to Run remind us of home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> Can't deny that.
0: <laughs> but me, anyway. <laughs> for me, though, it's got to be Darcy Kemper. I mean, he's a guy who's really proved his worth in the NHL after sure. being stuck in Arizona in that wasteland for a few years, you know, really going to Colorado, really, really, you know, showing the world that he's, he's a starter. And especially in these playoffs, you know, he took a stick blade to the eye and came back a couple games later and, you know, he's no worse for wear, you know, he's still winning hockey Jeez. games and he's just 11
1: goals for gate He's been,
0: he's been, he's been a stud.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say
3: that, I would say that I'm disappointed. Unfortunately, I don't think that really covers how I feel about Evander King. <laughs> oh, let's
1: uh, see. I'll, 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 I'll uh, finish up and, uh, and just go with the guy who's just smoking hot right now in Vasilevsky. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, he's just out of his mind right now. Uh, stop! You know, stop. Once he decided he wanted to stop toying with Toronto, he was just like, "This goal's shut. We're we're done. We're good. Yeah, he closed <laughs> up shop. As, 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 as Uncle Sleep says, "Check please. Yeah, check please." <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. yeah. This is what happens when you when you poke a sleeping bear. You don't ever fucking do
4: that. <laughs> Toronto just had to fucking do it. <laughs> hey what i said before about igor wanting to be that next elite goaltender well bazzy is that elite goaltender it reminds me so much of patrick Wah. it's sick and listen if the rangers
3: do manage to win this series against carolina holy shit you got prince you got the prince going up against the guy who is currently the best goalie in the nhl right now so it's like holy shit <laughs> Don, I say, favorite goalie is Jordan. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> was, I always wanted well, to
1: go. I <laughs> wanted to go. Ottinger after Game Seven, but yeah. I, you know, you obviously, you obviously can't go when you lose. But oh my God, that dude was epic in the third, third quarter, third, third period, in overtime. Oh,
0: oh yeah, to say the he's, least, he's, he was he was pretty epic in that entire series. Yeah. That was just, you know, this this Calgary team, you know, despite what we're seeing tonight and what we saw in the last couple games here, this this Calgary team is is better than than what they're leading
3: on. You know, they just the look on one I of the think... flames' face was kind of yeah. funny. He's walked down the tunnel and just with this helmet. I was like, what the fuck was you that? Gotta stop the bleeding. They just <laughs> have to stop the bleeding, and I'm gonna take this jersey off very quickly because of that. <laughs>
0: all your fault. It's All your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, oh, I totally agree. I totally agree.
3: I'm a something. <laughs> John saying, uh, "My favorite goalie this postseason was Bob because he helped send G home, although it wasn't his fault." Hey, <laughs>
4: hey, 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 hey! He, John, he. John
3: is one of the best Sith Lords in this entire in this entire fam right now. <laughs> Just no, the pure hatred. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I love it. Love it. Uh, uh, Tad, them talking to Torts. I don't want it. That, that simple as that. Don't want it. Uh, all right. Next up on that shootout segment, we have our eh, – we don't really need to predict the second round. We've already been doing that. So let's do our final one, hot take of the week. Next week, gentlemen, we should see the third round up and running. Hot takes?
0: Mm. Edmonton's in the Western Conference Final. All right, this goes against everything I've
3: predicted. <laughs> so that qualifies. <laughs> is, that, is, is that a hot take though? I mean, it for for him it is since he okay. since it goes against everything he predicted. I predicted
0: not so. in the first round.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot
1: take. I'll give it to you. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, so let's see here. My hot take believable. My hot take is we will see in the Western Conference final. We'll see a quick Western Conference final. Whatever whoever the Avalanche I say the Avalanche like they've already won the series, but they kind of already have. Yeah, so Whoever they wind up facing, they'll finish it off quickly. Since that seems to be the trend that they've been doing in these playoffs, I'm going to stick with it. Like, all right, they'll finish it up in five, or they'll finish it up in a sweep, and they're going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And second part of that hot take, they'll finish it up quickly in the West, and they'll lose the Stanley Cup Finals. Because you finish up your series quickly, you fuck yourself for that Stanley Cup Final, because you'll face a team in the East that's had a tough series and they'll be ready for a tough battle. Colorado might not be. We saw it happen to plenty of teams. Happened to the Flyers in 97. Breezed right through to that Stanley Cup Finals and got their asses kicked by Detroit. So, just saying, it's happened. It's happened. That's my hot take. Those
1: Detroit teams were stupid.
3: They were and they hit, <laughs> and they just got out of a seven game war with the Avalanche while the Flyers were sitting back after they'd they swept were the Rangers.
0: Stupid again in another year or two.
1: <laughs> no, they're not. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, they've been building if up for get a get the while. Right coach, mm-hmm. They got the
0: they got the big they, I think, they have the roster. I think, yeah.
1: my, I, I think Mike Babcock's available.
0: Well, I heard he was doing something with North Dakota in it was college it. hockey or something.
1: That's all
3: right. He'll just say, "Yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Detroit where I had <laughs> go my back to success." Detroit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, we laugh. Now, then he goes on and wins two more cups with them, and we're like, God damn it, what the fuck, Mike? Oh, don
1: don. <laughs> yeah, he's saying don, don a hot on take. the on the Beruby train.
3: All right. Hot take. Blues Fine. come back from 3-1. Hey, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Ted saying, yeah, Brian had Flames beating Oilers because of their speed. Oilers adjusted. I had – who did they play in the first round? <laughs> Shut your <Dallas>. mouth, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Calgary had Dallas. Dallas,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, the jump out.
4: in the first round? Oh, yeah. Nashville. No, no, no. That was uh, Avalanche. Colorado, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kings.
0: I really thought the Kings were going to take them. I really did. I really
3: thought the Kings were going to take him.
0: That, I was mean, hey. my, that was my that was my hot take after week one, after the first game of the. We did
3: our thing, but but here's the thing though, it wasn't a bad choice because that went to seven, so it wasn't exactly like the Kings like rolled rolled over and died. They fought hard in that series, so.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh. you boys all give your hot takes.
3: I did. I, I Greg, did you give one?
1: I didn't go yet.
4: Okay, go and ahead. You, you go you go first because I got a granddaddy of them all. Uh Champion Bay three All All right. Hot take. Right, Hot guy,
0: take. You, you, got, you got the button. You can you can boot him out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going
1: to. I, I, I and, and what's <laughs> sad asshole. is I, I wanna I wanna go. <laughs> I wanna go with the West. Like what I'm watching what, what you're what we're watching in the West is so much fun, but I i just I don't know. Something of that something about Vasilevsky getting rolling and, and just we, we've seen this game before.
3: <laughs> and so so basically this answers Greg's question. Like, does it matter? <laughs> the question, does it matter who was playing? No. no. It doesn't matter whoever they're playing, they're beating. <laughs> oh, Josh. He's like, six, Jeruka barely reached the nipples of the last legit captain the Flyers had in Chris Pronger, not counting party boy Mike Richards. What is Richards doing now? Hopefully not nose candy. I have. He might very well be. He's a professional he's
0: not fisherman, rugby. believe it
3: or not. Really? That's he's what he's doing He's a doing professional doing fisherman. Now? Holy wow. shit.
1: <laughs> so that he's, that he's, he's definitely a mariner nose candy.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know where. I'm assuming it's somewhere in Canada. But, yeah, he's. He's a He's a
4: mariner girl.
0: then. That's if you go to his IG, title. yeah. If you go to his IG, it's filled up with freaking pictures with him and fishing and all this other stuff. So that's I thought that was so, a
3: pretty awesome transition. So if you ever see yeah, if cool. they ever do televise those fishing competitions ever again, you, you see Mike Richardson, one of them. He'd be like, oh, he's taking a he's taking a break. Gotta go take a quick nap in his uh inside the <laughs> inside the fishing ship. Like, oh no, no, no. He ain't taking no nap. He's having himself a little bit of a snow, but he's having a snowstorm in there. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait, um, waves are thrown over white caps.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So let's see here. Uh, let's oh, see. oh,
1: yeah. Ooh.
3: Paul Maurice, Flyers, next head coach. Interesting. Interesting. And Jerus 5'10. All right, Robbie, what you got?
4: All right. Since 1909, the 1909-1910 the uh, se- uh, season, if I can spit it out, the Detroit Red Wings have the most penalty minutes by a team in a playoff game with 152 minutes in the box in game five of the 1991 playoff series against the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> My hot take is the Blues will beat that record of 152 minutes in the box in game <laughs> five.
1: Oh, of okay. <laughs> Whoa, it is a doozy. I okay, like
3: so, we're, so we're going to get a bench brawl. Make sure to tune in <laughs> for game five. <laughs> we're going to see a shit ton of
4: suspensions being thrown out, a shit ton of fines. Boy, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> it, it, that series has got the most nastiness and the most bite, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised to see, especially if the game gets out of hand early.
1: Does Braden Shen break the camera in the in the penalty box again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: no, he actually grabs the
3: camera that's in the penalty box. He takes it and he whacks someone in the freaking head with it. <laughs> well,
0: who was it the other day that actually? I think it was actually Braden Shen who actually it was. took yeah. his anger out on that
3: on that camera with
0: his yeah. yeah, so
1: yeah that poor that camera, high sticking. That was yeah, least yeah. level.
3: He was beyond pissed. <laughs> he was yelling at the ref, and then he just he looked at, right at the camera, too, and he knew exactly, he like, all right, fuck this camera. <laughs> he just started whacking at it. Oh, my God. Selkie, I don't know if Giroux resigns with Philly. Depends on what he wants. He might want to win a cup, so he might stay in Florida. No, nah, um, Chuck Fletcher's already come out and said he's not going to go after Claude Giroux. Yeah. All right. So, now that we gave our hot takes of the week, that pretty much does it, gentlemen. So, Another week here done. We got the playoffs rolling through. Second period between Edmonton and Calgary was starting up soon, and hopefully you guys will enjoy the rest of that. We'll see if it becomes a competitive game or if Edmonton decides to say, you know what, I think we just want to put another five spot, six spot, seven spot on these guys. Why not? Because they can do that on a whim whenever they feel like it. So, anyway... (laughs) We'll see you guys next week, and we'll see what the third round brings us when we get to the conference finals for the East and the West. It should be very exciting, no matter what series it comes out to. Oh, my. Yes. (laughs) That last comment. Oh, my. Oh, no. What happened? Ah, I, I see. Interesting. Okay, so let me just put the block button on that. Okay. It was a fun distraction for the moment. Oh man, I wanted <laughs> to find a girl even in the shithole. Oh,
0: they, no, they, they, man, they were uh, they were in
1: there on Sunday. They're they're, they're all in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I listen! Didn't, I didn't let Wilson click on the click on the link though.
4: Remember, <laughs> two in the pink, two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob's uh, Rob's Stop, I'm trying to hydrate.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, spit take. All right. I
0: almost did after Don Don said he told me to stop ordering porn. <laughs> <laughs> order. You know it's <laughs> on the internet.
3: I know. Who buys porn anymore these days? If you you're buying porn, and you're probably the creepy old man that no one talks to in the neighborhood. <laughs> but anyway, <that> guy, <laughs> Greg's <laughs> living there's all. No, there's, <laughs> there's no
0: risque videos anymore, Don Don. You don't have to order nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, guys, we're brought to you by Manscaped. But if you do want to support the show and you want to support A2D in general, Bry, where can they go to get their official A2D merchandise?
0: I mean, if you want to get that merchandise, and I totally think that you need to go to this website, you go to phillydrinkers.com. That's Philly Drinkers LLC. Alex Steinhorn, the man over there. Selling up a quality shit over there. They got shirts, hats, mugs, blankets, whatever you can think of. Got a specific show on the station that you like? They got specific show shirts. You want to rock in this very ring? They got shirts for that. You want to rock a hockey happy hour? They got shirts for that. Just go over to Philly Drinkers LLC. That's PhillyDrinkers.com. Alex, like I said, he's got quality stuff over there. He'll take good care of you. Absolutely. Meanwhile, Rob is like laughing. (laughs)
4: Uh, right. SJ, SJM just joined us, and he's like, "What the hell did I just walk into?" <laughs> he probably came you in un- with Are Anyone familiar the shocker. with our
0: show? <laughs> come on, come on, SJM, this isn't your first go around with us.
3: <laughs> SJM, by the way, I'm throwing you in the box because this is the second week in the row you have joined us at the end of the show, brother. You've got to get here on time, man. We want to hear you. We want to see you. Ace, and you keep coming in right when we're signing off, bro. Get a two minute minor for coming in late take that that's any way you want it. but <laughs> all right on to our show sponsor manscaped 20% off free shipping with the code a2d that's 20% off free shipping with the code a2d at manscaped.com yes and it's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life what do the ladies not like Brian junk fun. Yes. So don't yeah. don't have junk funk. Make your life better. Make everyone better. <laughs> yeah, says I know, dude. I gotta pay my bills. Well, at least
1: you're understanding.
4: According to that Poor link, they like junk funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or was that or, or was that fu- or was that funk in the junk? I, don't don't the I junk. think
0: it's funk in the junk. Uh, or maybe they want that uh, junk in their trunk. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't figured
3: it out. But... Either way, no junk funk. Kind of from all three. Of you. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: all right. So we'll, like on I that, that a, note, I hope you so... have a big
4: trunk because I'm gonna put my bike in it.
3: <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> don't forget to lube it up first, man. Otherwise, it's gonna be a little bit of a tight fit. He just wanted
3: to slide right in. We're,
0: uh, oh, we're, going, we're in. going
1: down a slippery slope. <laughs> All right. Hey, get us out of here. I gotta go.
3: All I have to say is if you're going in without the lube, you better have a pillow handy. All right. So gentlemen, we thank everybody for joining us for another edition of the hockey happy hour. If you're still with us, God bless you. <laughs> if you if you're not with us, you're a better man than me. If we see you next week, God bless you even more. We yeah. better see you next week. <laughs> we thank you all for joining us for another edition of the Hockey Happy Hour. Next week, the conference finals should be up and ready to go. We'll have our final four teams in the NHL, and we'll see how that starts out for us. So see you guys then. You stay safe. You stay healthy out there. No junk funk. And Look up Manscaped. Until then, guys, we'll see you next week right here on the Hockey Happy Hour. Peace and love.